Hi. Hi. Uh, welcome back to TBI. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Francis Dean. And uh, this week we're joined by guest, comedian. I quite like talking posh. It is quite nice, isn't it? I think it comes to, it just, it's, it's more who I should be. I think it is. Um, Thank but... you. <laughs> um, we're joined this week by guest, comedian, podcaster. Entrepreneur. Um, entrepreneur. He just, he just loves loads of stuff, Steve. And he's always, always, he's always on top of all the tech, isn't he? Whenever like, the, the, when the lockdown happened, he was he's the, he's all just, the kit. He just always, straight away, his setup was always just like, well, good. And yeah. green screens and all that stuff. Um, He's a, he's, a, he's a tech whiz. Uh, we have a very funny chat. We discuss um, vasectomies, all sorts. That vasectomy sorts chat really <laughs> was a real. We get we get we get deep into it. Um, but really anyway, live vasectomy. Going for a treat. Uh, quick bit of admin patrons. Thanks for signing up. Patreon.com forward slash we are TVI. We've just set up a Discord channel, so if you download Discord... With extra rooms for Patreons. Yeah, there's some little but chat everyone, rooms for Patreons. Everyone can... Uh, but yeah, there's other general chat, and uh, there's like... there's I've, I've added some threads, like things where people can recommend stuff they've seen. Today, people were chatting about Daniel Kitson's most recent show and things like that. It's lovely. It's a little community place to hang out and talk about whatever with Connect. our nice listeners. Um, that's it. Enjoy that's the it, podcast. Mate. Sweet as, bro. Sweet. Sweet ass boy. Hi. Hi. Welcome back um, to TVI. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. And, uh, why are you sitting very far away from now. your mic? You keep leaning into oh. your mic to speak. Why don't you just move the mic nearer to your mic? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> I, have a, I have a professional mic arm. Um, Argos. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're joined this week by um, guests. Stephen comedian. Government Grant. <laughs> Stephen Government Grant. Local, local funding grant. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, comedian, it's the podcaster. Surname, in, in, for years, the, the name Grant. I thought it was synonymous with people wanting me, but now I'm wanted, but not for the reasons I was hoping. Oh, anyway, no. you were doing a nice intro. I'll stop. I was actually going to do quite a nice sort of, you know, not, yeah, 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 not, no, no, not, not American it's, it's style credits, but I was just going to go, you know, you're a comedian. Stephen sent all of his credits in a, for, us to, for us to read out. You're a curator of a comedy club, historically. Curator is sort of probably the wrong word, but you know, you sort of, you're the spearhead of the Comedia Crater Comedy Club in Brighton. Entrepreneur. <laughs> um, cyclist. Enthusiast, um, all those things. Uh, jogger, aren't around. you a jogger now? I thought you said dogger. <laughs> yeah, you're a dogger thinking, now. Oh, you've always no, that's everyone outed knows me that. early on. It's like, hey, <laughs> Patreons <laughs> only. <laughs> um, yeah, no, well, jog, run, well, running when it's the weather's too bad to cycle. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, how the hell are you, Stephen Grant? I'm okay. I'm doing the thing where you keep yourself busy to not focus on the bleak, unrelenting misery of our very likely short, medium and long term futures. What do you think? Because weirdly, <laughs> um, obviously it's bleak and annoying, but then it's what bleak. Happened... Then it becomes bleak and then the future looks bleak. But then but do you the not... bits in between are actually all right. Because have you not yeah. noticed a weird sea change in the last few days? I don't know if it's just that it's almost a conscious decision by the press 
to try and make make give some positivity. Like up until a week ago, it was still death rates, but a bit, and now it's vaccine rollouts going well. We might be open by Easter again. Like it suddenly just changed to try and. I mean, they've it. done a good job. I know a lot of people don't want the vaccine. That's fair enough. But oh, you I got did. you got yours I yesterday, it, didn't yeah. you? I had it, mate. What um, have you had any messages from people that think like I like? Were you getting that no? For? But I'd imagine it probably bothered because I know a few, yeah, that are, like think I'm a, a sheep. I mean, I just thought I've put worse things in my body than the fucking vaccine already. Like, what's the who cares? That that is the marketing campaign for the next phase of everyone under fifty that is desperately waiting to be done yeah because yeah. when it was like when it was like the, the 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 carers it was you have a responsibility to yeah, the people yeah, you're yeah. looking after then when it was the elderly it was like you will be able to you know this will save you this will save the nhs as they come further down the tree it's all been kind of like the the moral thing the right thing to do is to be a person who doesn't pass it on i yeah, think yeah, once yeah. they hit the under 50s it should be exactly that julian it should be just basically hey <laughs> You put worse shit than this in your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking queue up and take yeah, some of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, blown up your ass on Friday night, mate. <laughs> Get the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Let's be brutally honest. This stuff is going to dilute the shit you did yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, to answer I did, your point, I had a bit of a temperature cold. yesterday, but um, I feel I feel alright now. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard with the <laughs> vaccine, when younger people have it, um, the worse you feel, the actually the younger you Better. are. Yeah. The better it's doing because your antibodies are flat out. They're on. Yeah. There's a war what? going on. So everyone listening right now, unless they've listened to a previous podcast and you've told them, wants to know why you've had it, Julian. I'm, a, I'm asthmatic. Um, I, I mean, I have the cardio of a Spartan, but um, I do have asthma. One of the Spartan so I, babies they killed because it was one disabled. of the Spartans with a with a Shuck sword through his chest. No, <laughs> my the one, they, the no. one they used to throw off a cliff. <laughs> the one that oh. dies in the first battle scene. Um, baby, baby landfill. He has to stop and take a knee on on the way to battle because he's fucking knackered. But um, I've got asthma. And I got a, I just got the text on Sunday while we were doing a patron catch up actually. Mm. And I just booked it in that evening and I had it Sunday at 20 past seven. Went straight um, in. They told me to wait half an hour in the waiting room with a sticker on me saying 30 minutes. I just peeled the sticker off and just got in my car and drove home. So I am breaking rules, but I have got the vaccine, but I'm not a complete <laughs> nerd. <laughs> uh, so they you... ask you to wait in the waiting room after you've had it done yeah just if, if you're driving yourself you have to wait 20 oh, minutes what? half an hour i thought it's just quiet reflection to think about the great things <laughs> one, of the, of, one of the side effects is uh, it makes you really shit at driving <laughs> so... <laughs> they, they want to see if you grow a tail or not they normally come on within the first 30 minutes yeah so a, a load of traffic hour. police sort of going well if he's in a ditch it was the oxford virus but if yeah, he has yeah, a yeah. Post, it's the pfizer one <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's mowed down 40 people <laughs> well, no, 40 people. well that's yeah that's the chinese one that's, really that's it yeah. um, um so to, polish yeah. one is if he went and worked on a building site for an hour not really <laughs> i thought the same better was gonna come I think no, the I, just, I thought you were about right. to say that you know there's a vaccine now for cladding. You know they don't have to spend fifteen billion removing it from the buildings. We've just got a cladding vaccine. It's yeah, fine. What we do is we give you it, and you right. become fire retardant. Fire retardant. <laughs> um, what... As long as you sit there for thirty minutes before you leave, yeah. 
you will be fire retardant. You're, uh, you're 73% fire retardant unless you've had your second jab. <laughs> have you had the? Have you been swabbed? Have you had one of those real uh, the 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 proper COVID tests? I've had five. Oh jeez, because I, I we had ours yesterday for our travel fit to fly certificates, yeah. and mm. um, and basically weirdly here's me and hannah um hannah thought it was going to be an absolute breeze i thought it was going to be horrendous because i've got quite As a she's next got... scene she's deep throating an earbud <laughs> well because i've got a really sensitive gag reflex like you know them sort of um when you've got a sore yeah, throat bird, have, you, mate. have you ever used a diflam spray that you go like when you've got a sore throat you go down the back of your throat i can't do that and they just make me gag and it's really but so like i thought i was going to struggle I absolutely flew through it. The guy got it right down there twice. He didn't even touch the sides. Like my <laughs> nose, I was just chatting to him while he's got it in my fucking brain. Hannah's in the back, just... You take a, blind, <laughs> a blindfold off afterwards. <laughs> but I was fine, honestly. I was like, I don't think I'd be able to, you know, it made me think if I ever needed to, I would be able to do I that did. I did a home test on my own. It's the you only ain't one gonna I've really done commit to it as, as much as that them doing it. You're not going to go I mean, right up into your head. I know. Yeah, I was. Yeah, just touched it on my nose. That'd do. How <laughs> can just run it under the uh, toilet basin? And uh, what? Um, why did? Why have you had five, Stephen? Um, so I did the probably the last bit of live stand up that any UK comic has done this year. When I flew to the one place that was still taking British people, you did Dubai, shop, which was Dubai. Yes. And they asked me, they said, do you want to come in January, February or March? I said, I'll come in January because February and March won't happen. And they said, it'll happen. No, of course not. What well, things were shutting while I was there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was literally like that bit in Inception where you see the world folding behind you. That's what you happened know, last I, year I, when we, we were in Australia. We flew there. Um, to, and got there and I was meant to be doing the comedy festival but with, uh, Hannah was working there and like, she, her family's there and it was going to be like a like, nice trip we landed and then two days after everything started shutting and it was we had like this desperate rush out of Australia to try and get back mm. to the UK it's, 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 it's more it's like actually it's more like that bit in uh, Independence Day when the um Air Force Two, you know, the the the, the Marine helicopter, yeah, Marine yeah, One, yeah. that's it, Marine One takes away from the White House while the White House is blowing up mm. behind you. It's kind of what it felt like. But no, I had to have a fit to fly like you to go there. Yeah. And then once I went there, um, when you arrive at Dubai Airport, they say, where do you land from? And you go, London. And they go, come this way. And you get put in the London a play net area. over your head and drag <laughs> you into a room. <laughs> Not far off it. You get put in the London plague area of Dubai Airport. Genuinely, where With would you the fly lepers. from? San Francisco. You just go straight through, sir. You were yeah. pushed in this area. And they tested you there. And then they put a, a QR code sticker on the back of your um, head. Uh, <laughs> head. They shave your head and hose you down. Shave head. <laughs> you on, the powder on, you. on your passport. And then when you go back, after you've had it, you and then uh, they text you within 24 hours whether you're okay or not. Right. Uh, but you can scan the code they've given you on your passport on your phone to tell you the state of your uh, um test so i had one in the uk one in dubai when i arrived 
By the way, the one I had in the UK, no one ever checked at the airport to see if I'd had it before I left. Right. So that was pointless. And then while we're in Dubai, they announced, the UK announced that people coming back into the country had to have a negative COVID test or you would be fined a thousand pounds. So I then had to find somewhere in the to UAE. To get a grand get out from a cash point. <laughs> <laughs> to earn a quick grand at an airport. Exactly, yeah. Hovering around the cubicles. <laughs> and then and then I uh, and then I had to have one I had to have one in, in the UAE, which took forever but was dirt cheap. And then uh, and then no one checked again when I left the UAE or arrived in the UK. But then when I arrived in the UK, they said you have to take, you should take another test. Why the UAE? That was tr on transit to Dubai. No, no, the UAE is Dubai. Dubai is Dubai's in the United in the UAE, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the oh, UAE is okay. kind of a bit like the UK. My geography GCSE homeschooling is going well. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's various Emirates. I was just testing you. I'm used to sort of testing. Right, okay. <laughs> The point is, and then of course, once you come back, you've got a thing called a uh, uh, test to release, which means if you take a test halfway through, you can instead don't have to do ten days quarantine. You only oh, have to yeah, do five. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and all of those were cotton buds in the nostrils and the throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and you're right. I thought I'm going to gag on this. I'm going to hate it. And all it was was mildly unpleasant because I've been mentally preparing for something horrific. I think that's I the trick. Quite good. I think it's always the trick with anything. It's the same with, you know, I know some people hate injections. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, well it's the test to release was an interesting one because it's it's one of the only reasons in they give you when you quarantine in the UK. But I see I'm in that window of people who quarantined at home but but didn't have to go to a hotel because you yeah. know that's what it is now supposedly um was that you know they give you a list of reasons you're allowed to leave the house and there's some there's some kind of odd ones like it's you know groceries or your house is on fire stuff like yeah that. well house on fire is listed is it it's listed yeah and like emergency <laughs> they clarified that. Blood. the amount of people that just stood there blazing before yeah, they exactly. wrote that but if you really want to go out you've got to set fire to your own house um, but then when I drove to get the test to release, it was all the way to Gat from Gatwick and I live quite close on the south coast. And um, I just loved that drive. I was out. I was on the roads. I was thinking the roads is... are clear. It's nice vibes. It was a lovely, I had a lovely trip to the nasal scrape and back. It was a great day. It was really I loved fun. my COVID test going now. I was having a laugh with um The thing is, when you're not a child, they don't say it's just a little prick or anything. They say... Then I pull my trousers up. No, but then, but they, they say, I said to her, is it a thick needle? She said, yeah. Like as if, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, going to really hurt. I was like, hurt, fucking so. mask it up a bit. Do you know what yes, I mean? But they did it, that. I, I did. Um, it didn't hurt really, to be honest. I went to a dentist on Friday because I had a bit of sensitivity down the side of my mouth. Um, and I suspected it was my gums. I thought, it's, but I just wanted to double check. And while I was there, I was meant to have a routine a tooth extraction uh basically i, I used to have two like, teeth. routine one well because i had two teeth that came down the roof of my yeah. mouth they, they, the, routine, they, they take out the same teeth every month it's great no because it was a tooth that was out it, it was really out of place it was basically behind my front row like a shark's tooth it was, it was basically coming down the roof of my mouth it'd been there since childhood yeah. and it's never caused any problems but it is in the way when i brush and finally i thought Last year, I was like, I should get it out. So last January, I went, and obviously it got cancelled because of COVID. I've just never bothered doing it. But I went in to get my sensitivity thing checked, and it was so quick. She did an x-ray and went, oh, it's fine. It's just your gums. You just need to make sure to use them little brushes. And then she goes, brushes. Yeah. <laughs> you should use a, you Those little brushes. They're like hair brushes, but a bit smaller. <laughs> 
um, but then she said, oh, because that was so quick. Do you want me to take that tooth out? And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, I can do it in like 10 minutes. It's just a simple extraction. It's a simple tooth. And what happened next was half an hour of the most aggressive. She couldn't get it out. Like she was literally fucking wedging it, trying to get it out of my face. She had to call in a bigger senior, like, uh, not to sound, this is going to sound sexist, but she had to call a bloke in <laughs> to get try and get my tooth in. Yeah. And, uh, and basically. Thank God a man's here. <laughs> and uh, it basically, cause they took not it out, really. a, bit of, a bit of the root snapped off and stayed in my gum. And they were trying to dig around, trying to get it. And they, they ended up saying it's fine. It will just grow over, and it's not causing any problems. <laughs> it'll just grow over. It's like when you know when you get a splinter in your evolution can take it from here. It'll, it'll work its own way out. Yeah, you'll be fine, mate. But um, nature will heal it at some point. But like I sort of said, because they were really going at it, and it took so long to get this tooth out. I sort of said, like, is this going to hurt when the um, the old anaesthetic wears off? And he was like. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna. It's like, oh, it's like, gonna don't be tell me that, man. Um, He's like, yeah, I would probably, you know, go and get some serious hardcore drugs for the next two, three days. Can you do um, any coke dealers? Um, but yeah, he's basically was just totally honest. He went, yes, I mean that's because of how it went. It's gonna hurt. I think <laughs> they enjoy man. telling adults that where they've got a mask it and bullshit kids all the time. When it's adults, they're like, yeah, it's I gonna don't want them to tell bad. me it's gonna be fine and give me a fucking lollipop and send me on my way, mate. Give me some morphine, bruv. Um, but it's nice now because I've not got a, a tooth. I, I was having a tooth out once and I asked for a general anesthetic. <laughs> I'm scared. But they did give oh. me the option. And you know, they, they, I don't, up. they will only give you general anesthetic for things if you can show evidence of the fact that you might get some form of post-traumatic stress as a result of it. And there are view, uh, there are, Julian this is the reason why flat. I asked it. <laughs> Maybe my flat in his life. <laughs> my screaming and crying <laughs> ticked to that box. Julian, his DMs. I'll show you some PTSD. Because I've spent so much time in front of screens and with lights since this uh, this whole thing has kicked off. My eyes have got really sore. Oh, and yeah. um, I went to the opticians recently and she said, yeah, she said, you're straining your eyes so much the retina is starting to detach. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? Was it making so her feel uncomfortable the way that you were looking at her like that? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean right now, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I look surprised. And apparently that made it needs. worse. <laughs> um, really? And, 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 anyway, is... she said, she said that it's, don't worry about it. If, if they do actually start coming away. <laughs> your eyes are coming, falling out, but don't worry about it. <laughs> They're just hanging she out said, on their stems. She said that so we normally, you know, she said that three or four, five years ago, we would bolt, uh, we would put little bolts in, but actually that made it tear right. elsewhere. But now we stitch them back in. And I went, is that under general? And she said, no, it's under local. Well, it's fine, yeah, because when I got my laser eye surgery, that's local. And it's um, it's yeah. fine. I mean, they do numb, they numb your I whole want head. generals if they're going near my eyes. <laughs> I want to turn up in a general, like on, on a on a bed like Hannibal Lecter, just getting wheeled in asleep. You want, so, yeah, you basically want somebody to sneak into your room when you're asleep, inject you, just take you and just drop you yeah, home, yeah. so you never know it even happened. Yeah, that should be a service. A, a service. If you're really rich, you can basically have somebody do that, where you you basically get kidnapped in your sleep without knowing yeah. it. And then just return to bed. Like you, it's almost like you, you will never remember this, but you've had yeah, serious, yeah. A severe like, alien, like an alien abduction. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should set that service up. Obviously, we can't do any of the medical things, but we <laughs> can kidnap people. Stick so. a Julian and Carl's surprise anaesthetic. Yeah, you know, 
our um, we should put that on one of our patron tiers actually tier five <laughs> drop we'll you off to your knock surgery. you out as you sleep <laughs> we'll do open heart surgery with a swiss army knife um so my vasectomy was under local anesthetic oh come oh, on man what um why um why? Why? <laughs> Why have you had that? No, how does it work? What do they actually do? Because I don't. There's only so many times you can say I don't like condoms before it comes back to haunt you. I may. Um, I would I... rather wear a condom over my entire body for the rest of my life than get that done. It's because um, the idea hurts you. It's not the actual thing. No, I mean, my bollocks would also hurt. I reckon. I don't no, because you've got a local anaesthetic. It's the thought that ruins it. Because you, you, you never look. No, but it's. Can you look if you wanted? If you, you were can look if you want to, but it's like tightrope oh. walking. Whatever you do, just don't look down. So what's, um, what's the exact procedure then? They cut open your testicles and snip something and then sew it back up. It was about. It was about fifteen years ago. They would. They would open it up, cut your tubes, oh, as difference, tie up both ends, and so the sperm can't get through. When I got it done, this is just come on her face, man. Five years ago. <laughs> They, they they make an incision. They take a set of, like, it's like a crocodile nose pliers and they heat them up and they cut oh, the sides of the tube. Just they to make it more it scary, they heat them up like some fucking welder. <laughs> like a blacksmith. This is a fire at the side. That's fucking hot in the medieval England. What, well, um, well this, is, this is actually the case. There's another guy with him and he's there. He sat there and he's got a little mini hoover. I'm like, what's that? Little thing? Henry. And, and pretty much. Like a tiny hoover, like a hoover, like you get in a dentist, one of those tiny little hoovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, what's all that about? And um, apparently it's because the, the heating up causes burning inside you. Oh, and the smell of your own testicles burning is so horrific. <laughs> oh. You pass out. So the little hoover is to suck up the smell of burning bollock flesh. Can't they just put a peg over your nose or something? That would be cheaper. Can't they yeah, just definitely. not do that and leave me alone, please? <laughs> leave my bollocks alone. <laughs> uh, what, um, um, what? Tell me this. I did come is in it, for a hand it, job. Is it, <laughs> is it reversible? They say it's reversible. It's yeah. more and more reversible nowadays because I had the middle one with this. That they'd have to prize the tubes open or try and find a way to reconnect. Them. <laughs> right. And what is? Um... But now what they do is they use like a builder's foam. That now they don't even make the incision. They go in with a needle. And they insert a foam into the tube and it expands out and blocks ah. it up. What happens to all the sperm that's in your bollocks at the time? Well, this is this is the question I asked well, him. And I said to him, I said, what happens with the sperm? I just said, I had this idea I was going to have to come back every two months to be tapped off. Yeah. Like, I'd be walking around with massive balls and they just have to kind of put in like one of those <laughs> brewer's world. spile. It's like just, off, just a little tap and leave me there for half an hour with a magazine while I just get sort of like, you know, drained. Um, but no, uh, the idea, actually what happens is the sperm can't get any further and dissolves into your bloodstream. And the kind of, I've, I've said it on stage before, but the reality is after 20 years pregnant. of people telling me to go fuck myself, I now am. Just in yourself. I'm now, actually, I, I, while I'm talking to you right now, I'm ejaculating into myself. Oh, um, that is, that is, and what was that the really reason for that? Why did you choose Just that? Because, well, because, because me and my then wife decided we'd have no more children. So you had children at that point, didn't, didn't oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this this wasn't because I just literally couldn't afford contraception. This was, uh, this was. I'd had kids and decided that was that was it. And it was, you know, it's quite good after that because you kind of you feel a lot more relaxed. You don't you realize leave how it much in your you sexual can just life tired and stuff now. Like no. Oh yeah, I mean it goes everywhere, and it's you know this. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it's a mess. It's a bloodbath now. It's great. <laughs> I mean, there are there are male friends of mine who think that thought it meant that I wasn't going to ever be able to even like that nothing would come out ever again. Make, so what? Like, yeah, I mean, this is getting way too graphic. I think, but so what just the just the sort of liquidy bit comes out with none of the the sperm like, but there's no semen there's like when you first tap. start coming as a you know when it's you're younger deca. it's like clear deca <laughs> just deca it's coffee with it's just deca non-alcoholic yeah it's there yeah Heineken double o yeah this, um, this is bex blue fresh oh, from man. the pipe uh yeah it's, it's, does no the same active. amount come out and does it look similar <laughs> it, it's uh, just asking for know, a friend I mean, don't tell Under me. Under close examination, you might be able to tell the difference. I believe there's a flavour difference. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but, you know, you'd, you'd have to ask a recipient, I guess, rather than a... Carl, is there a... <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> um, It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting, fascinating thing to get done. But, but, but the key thing I, is... I've it's contemplated it, that's why. Yeah. I mean, You'd be surprised once you've had children just how much the thought of not having children is quite an exciting thought. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I'm yeah, still... the, the once you've had kids, that feeling after every ejaculation that you might have made another child is horrifying. So to take that fear away <laughs> is, is just a thing of wonder. I remember I never even used to occur to me to pull out. I mean, no wonder I've got so many kids. <laughs> and I'm really... Oh, it, it was like, I don't know, I, when I was younger, like in my teenage years, I was quite a late developer anyway. And like, I just didn't... I just... It did, I mean, obviously I knew how to make babies, but there was, it was just quite hard to pull out at that point, isn't course, it? I mean, of course, it technically, you know... You're at that point. You're really you get you're in you're in a, you're in the zone, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Man's vexed. <laughs> but it is, yeah. I think you've got to make the decision long before that. I think don't wait yeah. to get to that point to sort of yeah. talk. They to, should you know. do male pills, shouldn't they? Really, they did. They have done it, but apparently the uptake wasn't massive. No, <laughs> just a lot of men pretending they're taking them. Well, that's the thing. The problem is. You know, it's a trust thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think women would be slightly less likely to trust that a man. If it was their partner, I guess they'd trust, wouldn't they? But you know, they should get one that you can like sort of roofie someone. So (laughs) you're gonna have it off. A woman could just slip the pill into your drink, and it basically just. When you roofie someone, you could also put that pill in their drink. You mean? No. (laughs) Oh, sorry. No. Yeah. Of course. No. No. Oh, no, of I course. mean, just if you were going to have it off with somebody, you could just sneak that in, just and it puts your mind at rest. I don't know if that is uh, borderline breaking their human rights. <laughs> it is, but it's not like the end. It's not on any level with hypno or anything. It's all you're doing is making sure they don't. I think from a legal perspective, I mean, even giving someone a paracetamol against their knowing is uh, yeah, true. illegal. Um, anyway, enough about jizz. <laughs> so, you know, about you said something, you said something about 12 jizz. minutes ago about the press. You said that they were all going doom and gloom deaths and now they're going, hey, oh, yeah. you might be all right. I've got a theory about this. Yeah. And that is that people buy stuff that is like, <gasps> like that. And we're so used to it being shit that the yeah. idea of an actual summer where we could go out is now... <gasps> Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah. We could go out quick, buy the papers. I think yeah. I think it is now the surprise news is things are going to be okay. Whereas yes. previously the, the surprise news was we're all doomed. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They're selling papers, aren't they? And that's yeah, but they've got to sell papers on the basis of 
unbelievable is this happening yeah yeah and unbelievable is this happening is actually we could go on holiday yeah yes well 15 million people vaccinated is um i mean they've whether it's a bogus vaccine and we're all got a microchip in us now <laughs> or not like not like that debate to one side 15 million people vaccined is a good amount isn't it yeah and also we're coming out of winter ultimately so like people's immune systems are better and uh, yeah, yeah. it is obviously things will start getting better by sort of March. i think this summer's gonna be like the summer of 69 it's gonna be a good one not that <laughs> i remember that around one. your house mate <laughs> <laughs> love lsd and hippies um but i'll be like charles manson i was referencing more the um the very average sexual position that is uh, 69 i've always thought it's overrated do you I think, think yeah. yeah i think it's crap just take it in turns to do stuff like that to each other so you can I really, know, yeah, can really I revel know. in it. It's time enjoy. efficient though, isn't it? It is time like efficient, that. but I don't think you should think it. I think sex, you know. If you, just freeze up five minutes in an alleyway, you know what I mean? Then that's perfect, isn't it? I know, but it's not. If you're going to, if you've only, if you've, if time is very much against you, just get busy with the actual real job in hand, you know what I mean? I don't think, if you've only got five minutes, don't waste it on a 69. It's I know, yeah. I don't always, know. Yeah, I know. What I've you never, mean. I've never ever been into it. The first time you do it, when you're, you're younger, it the novelty is so funny and fun. But then when you the moment, if you're in your thirties, it's a good way to get it. to know your uncle, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell! It's always an uncle. Leave it alone. It's always an uncle. It's always an uncle. An uncle's the funniest. Though, though, tells it? you they're going to have a child. You've just gone. <laughs> well, I'm now a comedy pedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. How it works. Aunties. Always an uncle. Aunties and uncles. They're just because they're funny because they are technically family. Yeah. But they're yeah. just, it's not your parents. So it's not that disgusting. It's just still gross. I fancied my auntie when I was about four or five. Is that weird? Like just for a little yeah. brief period. Can, <laughs> we, mean, cut, can yeah, we cut this bit out? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, what um, was she blood related or was she a marriage? Auntie. I don't want to answer that. So blood, means blood related. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I just saw her. She had a stocking on, and as she sat down, the skirt came up a bit, and I saw a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, how old were you, Julian?" Sorry, I was about four or five. You see, that's the thing. See, the, the weird thing here is not having sexual feelings towards your aunt; it's having sexual feelings at four to five. I remember. I rem honestly, yeah. I remember being like a toddler, toddler having them though. Yeah, I mean, that, that explains a lot about your, um, <laughs> how you are nowadays. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, that is really young. I don't remember having anything remotely like that until, until probably, what age? I was excited about like two years Lego. ago. <laughs> I mean, I uh, like Lego too and Monkey Magic and, you know, Paul Dye as well. Them up your back, yo. <laughs> I just used to put them in my arsehole, do you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> I need an eight by one. Um, I reckon I was eight or nine before even Ooh. any of that even crossed my mind. I was yeah. well into it by then. I was all over it. <laughs> you were on road at that point, mate. Remember Buck Rogers? Uh, the woman yeah. that, um Erin something. I remember a Wonder Woman, like people like that. I was like, wow. 
Yeah, but not in a sex sexually. Like they were more yeah, just I like so, yeah, a, fan, yeah. a fancy, a fancy there. I like, didn't know what to do. I remember, I remember having, I remember like you know, sexual things would, you know what I mean? Get me weird. <laughs> not again. I, I genuinely I didn't expect this unusual. to be this cock heavy this episode. But I don't remember getting a boner before. Like, Did any of our listeners um, suffer from that when they were little babies? <laughs> Go on, chat on our Discord channel now. Um, anyway, let's not. Let's Sorry move for on. lowering the tone. It was uh, just a safe place to share. I thought. It is, yeah, it's a safe place. What the internet <laughs> publicly on the internet? What can go wrong? <laughs> um, anyway, as we, we were talking just before I hit record about, um, we're packing to go to Australia. Well, you mean you had guns holster on? <laughs> but um, I was saying how I've never packed. Obviously, since our daughter was born, it's all been under the pandemic, still is, but um, I've never packed to travel with a child before, and I, lifelong, I've, I'm a, I've always been a light packer, I like to really bring the sort of, a smallish bag, pack fun. well. You're gone. Yeah, like sort of Robert De Niro in heat, <laughs> travel light, mate, be ready to just go at any point. Because you've got to move at any minute. But... <laughs> With a baby, it turns out, fuck me, it is, you've got to really pack a lot of shit, man. And yeah. it's too well, far. For the, for the travel or for the destination? Mainly for the, for the travel. Nappies? Um, yeah, and for Help the destination, because we're doing two weeks in quarantine. So baby we need to rupees. Sort of, <laughs> we need to prepare for that. So it is like, the but this, I'm used to one suitcase and a little carry-on, like sort of rucksack going to Australia, no matter how many months I'm going for. I mean, antihistamine, like Stephen said, is is a good call. Piriton. Piriton. I take a Piriton some nights to get to sleep. It does work. Yeah. And um, what's the... Uh, is it? Is there a moral impl- issue there? I think so. Maybe. Yes, you're drugging your child for a condition they <laughs> don't have. Right, okay. There cool. is. <laughs> there is, there that, is that. But don't yeah. let it flip side, you. people sat near you will be so happy. Well, there's not going to be hardly anyone sat near us. It, the... the, the, the the, the actual flight is so sparsely populated ah, because well, of distancing. Well, and really also because good. of, um, well, not just distancing as well, because not best people are traveling. You've got this situation where if you're a national courier, you're kind of underwritten by the government in many ways. I know BA and Qantas aren't as much, but they're desperate to keep their slots. If you don't fly from well, an that's airport. That's why Qatar, we're, we're flying Qatar and they've been really, even like, you know, during, they've been flying into Australia the whole time, even though, Australia's I, numbers of allowing people in, and it's it's ninety nine percent repatriation. Um, they've managed to maintain Qatar have managed to maintain flights the whole time. It's crazy. But the thing is, I so when I went to Dubai, um, the, the only reason legally you could leave the country because it was lockdown was for essential business, and there's that whole joke about you know uh, Instagram people influencers being is it essential business. So as a result, of course, the business part of the plane, as in business class, was full. Yes. Because everyone is a business traveller. Yeah, and yeah, of course, yeah. economy was only full of the people who were on business in inverted commas, which yeah, includes yeah, yeah. comics. Or well, their business so wasn't doing I had a row to myself, <laughs> maybe seven seats, something like that. Lovely yeah, on yeah. a plane. And like I reckon that. I had more space than the people in business. I, I just, totally. Just, yeah. So you will be able to, I mean, like, uh, you know, you, 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 your other half, children, it's going to be it's going to spacious. It's going to be fine. You know, Compared to a flat in London, it's going to be great. I know. It is um, it is that thing where, like, you know, I understand it's... I'm very lucky because I'm can. i going with, basically, somebody who's 
going home for a period for a bit and I, you know I, I, Twyla is registered as an Australian citizen so we're lucky that you know they're I'm going in as a plus one mm. but you know sort of it is so it's more of a going home trip technically than at so it's going to be funny when they ask me what's like if they ask me what's your purpose for like like for traveling it's like, I'm, just, I'm just with these fucking guys <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough though isn't it that's a valid reason isn't also, it also i've got a, i've got a letter you know i've got a letter from the australian government giving me an exemption to get into the country so it's all fine i've got valid travel the documents. journey's gonna be fine i think it's like that thing what you said about the test and all that like just prepare for the worst when you're actually doing it it's like oh this is all right I mean, I've done the journey so many times. Like, I, I'm really bad at sleeping on planes. So actually, I'm probably quite well set up to be with a baby who's, you know, it's not like I was going to be getting eight hours sleep anyway. I was going to be awake the whole time. Just How long is it? It's about 25 hours, is it, in all? Uh, what is it? Six-ish six hours to Doha, and then it's 13 hours from there. But obviously, there's a gap in, you know, in Doha. But it's that 13-hour one's a bit of a killer, I will say. That... Doha, yeah. yeah. I've been to that airport. I've been there for a while as well. They've got a coffee place called there, The Beanery, right? Oh, B-E-A-N-E-R-Y. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what the fuck's a beanery? I looked it up. And actually, you know, it's one of those situations where people from, you know, other languages just pick a word from yeah. the language that things go. <laughs> a beanery is a low-quality down-market restaurant. That's literally oh. the re- definition of a beanery. Yeah, and that's yeah. what they call the coffee house at the, uh, at the airport in Doha. So um, <laughs> enjoy that. It's uh yeah it's I'm I'm I don't yeah it's that thing I'm so excited to be going that I, don't, I that flight I'm gonna the flight's gonna be a doddle mate I'm looking forward to quarantine because at least I'll be somewhere else other than my flat yeah yeah you know I mean just the sort of the the novelty factor obviously it will get boring after about three days but that them three days would be a good laugh wouldn't they What happens if you get actually ill if you actually have coronavirus they put you on the plane back or do they just have to keep you until you're fine well i think so what happens we've obviously we got our test yesterday we got quarantine for like a lot lot, like i think you get kept yeah basically so you when you get in you get a test when you first go into quarantine i Mm. think if that shows up that you've got it you obviously are you know you're isolated anyway and they just basically Mm. i think they just check you regularly and i think they do extend your quarantine like an extra week or something to make right. sure you're clear when you leave the hotel but it's you know there's been a couple of outbreaks in quarantine hotels um but weirdly because um, now we're going via brisbane not melbourne's melbourne shut down international flights for a, for a period mm. um we got moved on to a flight to brisbane and actually apparently the quarantine's a bit easier in brisbane sometimes you get balconies the hotel's a bit more spacious so i i, I think the, the there'll be less chance of there being any catching it in quarantine type thing there was a little outbreak last week. That's what caused the current Melbourne lockdown. Um, there was an outbreak where somebody snuck a nebulizer into their. They had it in. They kept it in their checked luggage, and they used it in the hotel. Um, and apparently, they'd had they'd caught coronavirus on in transit. And apparently, the nebulizer spunked loads of COVID out into the hallways of the hotel. And it, a couple of staff members got it, and it had a little outbreak. Because you're not allowed to bring a nebulizer. It's like you're not. A, you've got a sort of. I think you've got to adv- adv- like arrange for them to sort you one. You're not allowed to just bring your own c- one covered in COVID. <laughs> That's for people with asthma, isn't it? Nebulizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you should uh, know. You've got a bloody vaccine because you're asthmatic. Yeah. I know. I've actually got a nebulizer, but I've never used it. I just bought it. You know, just bought... took it with you to the vaccine. Oh yeah, I use this all the time. Give us a jab. <laughs> <laughs> just 
just walking hooked up to oxygen tanks. I didn't realise that that would splurt it out. I wonder why how that works. I don't know. Whatever happened, apparently, apparently it was a it was a nebulizer that caused the sort of outbreak. But we're not bringing anything like that into our quarantine. We're very much bringing. You know, I'm bringing coffee, <laughs> and that's it, and a baby. And and what about the meals? Do they pay for the quarantine? No, you have to pay. And the meals and all that, you don't get any kind of... The meals are included. So you get three square meals a day d- delivered to your room in a little plastic bag. And... Uh, pick where from, yeah. No, it's not like... You know, it's not delivery, mate. <laughs> you're, in you're in a hotel quarantine. So you've specified vegan and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We've told them we're vegan. And is that, is there a vegan surcharge? Uh, there isn't actually. Because that's kind of nice in a way, isn't it? Cause you, because I was chatting to Julian about this before you turned up for the cool call and like about how this used to be two vegan idiots and now it's just two VI. TVI. Is it because you've run out of stuff to talk about to do with being vegan? It's, do you know, it's not that. It's the opposite. It's that we never, ever talked about it on a podcast. What? You know, bang it's on about it in real ch- life, nonstop. Yeah, but... I mean, it's like... <laughs> In, like, I mean, we did. We we have touched on it and stuff. I guess. Yeah, it would, it would be mentioned now and again as an offhand comment. But I we I think it got to a point where we felt like we were sort of mis-selling the podcast. Like you know, they'd probably be vegan, like sort of like real adamant sort of activist vegans tuning in, thinking we were going to be like, yeah, we're going to fucking we're going to organise a march on an abattoir. The whole episode. <laughs> yeah, and they'd listen to us literally talk about bollocks for an hour. <laughs> you know, I think we we just thought we it's sort of you know I felt guilty about sort of it being stated as a vegan podcast and so now it's you just... know the vaccine is vegan as well it's yeah is it frequently asked questions yeah it's there's no animal no animals were harmed i mean apart from the bat that got eaten in december <laughs> and all the animals in 2019 they tested it on maybe did, did they test yeah, those as well yeah they oh do. yeah they're, they're yeah the, the bunny rabbits who took covid to the eyeballs yeah they they didn't have a great time yeah. i think they have to with vaccines don't they i mean it's it, bleak it quite, it? it's like um i don't know it's it, it, does the vegan kind of sort of philosophy allow mass testing on animals for a pandemic vaccine? Well, I mean, technically not really. Like, you know, I, I know enough vegans who are ad, like really anti-cancer research as a charity because cancer research, you know, are, are you know do use animal testing for finding cures for cancer. Uh, and so, but but obviously, animal testing is wrong. So like, yeah, that, that there's there's sort of that issue can. That, that's one of them hot potato ones where I it's think it's a tricky one, isn't it? Well, it's Cause a tricky it's one because I'm again, I'm I'm on this. So I'm definitely, I I'm against animal testing, but yeah. I also for for cosmetics definitely. Yeah, but even I think for, I'm, a, I'm sort of I'm moral. I think morally, I'm against it for vaccines, but sometimes you've got know, to get it, get it in it so you just got to accept you're going to do something morally wrong that's how life works Every time and then you... you're morally wrong for turning down a vaccine like not taking it i don't know hmm. that's what life is full of moral conundrums what do you it? think Stephen? uh i just think if it's if it's cosmetic probably shouldn't and i think if it's like until such time as they can synthesize animals to behave like humans then probably you should. I mean, if someone said to me, you know, this vaccine hasn't been tested on animals because, you know, animals, uh, but all previous ones had, I'd be more nervous than I would be reassured. Really? And, and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm about as vegan a sympathizer as you can get. My ex-wife, my, the mother of my kids is a vegan. 
She, um, I kind of, she did a lot of things as a whim, but this I didn't feel was a whim. And to prove her point, she got a Himza tattooed on her back, uh, which is this kind of, isn't it this sort of belief? A Himza is kind of like, you know, kindness to all living things. Right. It's sort of a belief, you know, sort of, the sort of the tenet, fundable tenet of vegan belief. And I was the cook in the house, must kind of always have been, you know, uh, I quite enjoy it. And um, so I thought, well, I'm going to learn to cook vegan stuff because for me, it felt it was quite boring. I kind of really enjoyed the challenge and really enjoyed the food and felt yeah. kind of good for it as well, actually. Not just morally good, but I kind of kind of felt actually just better physically within myself. Um, and so I, I kind of ended up sort of being a bit of a vegan through the back door without yeah, having yeah, yeah. made the decision myself. And now that I'm not with her anymore, it's it's less the case that I do that. However, I cut out dairy about two months ago and it was really easy for me because of the kind of my vegan cooking background to do yeah, it. Yeah. And I feel loads better for it. Oh, dairy's and, rough, and, man. I, I well, swear, dairy's one that most people should just bin off. Just for like for their health reasons. Forget that. I mean, I, I think they should bin it off ethically. But like, I do. I think most people would feel so much better if they gave it up physically. But it's easier to give up meat than it is to give up dairy. Definitely. Do you reckon? Yeah, like, I think because meat. Because it's like all cheese, down to yeah. from the outside. I suppose cheese. Yeah. Everyone, everybody will come up to you like for years. Vegetarians say, you know, be a vegetarian, and people go, you know, but bacon. Yeah. Right, and now you go, I, I, you know, be a vegan. People go, you know, but cheese. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, and I think the the thing about it is, is the the world looking out, looking in on the vegan world, looks at what they've got, what they can't have, and what the replacements are. Yeah, yeah and yeah. how good or bad they are, and it is so much easier being a vegan now than it was oh, five years, ten years ago. It's just, I mean, I went to so with my ex wife. Then when we were together, we went to a vegan food fair. Uh, in Brighton and you know you I mean there's all the jokes you ever make about sort of pasty faced people in pashminas <laughs> shuffling around but it really was like this you just you know these people were were getting wind chime withdrawal symptoms it was really yeah, yeah. quite but it's what I think when was this because I'm thinking like there's been a real culture shift in like veganism since I've been vegan but this was about seven years ago I think yeah so that was that would have been the, like the tipping just point on I the think of it. yeah that was because I remember doing vegan festivals around that time and seeing like the old old wave and this new wave of vegan which are all like sort of uh, obviously there's a lot of just people like us who would be vegan but i actually think there was also a whole wave of young people there was a whole generation of like 18 year olds who suddenly like they all had blue hair and fucking tattoos and shit and they're all rolling in and like and there was this weird clash of cultures you'd see these proper old school like mm. brown cord wearing hippies yeah and, and, really and all the food they brought they've made themselves on their oh, own and it's, and it's old school vegan food it's all like you know this is a mung bean doll and that's yeah. it <laughs> well this is the thing i tried cashew nut brie and realistically Ooh. i don't think i've ever been able to get the taste out of my face well it's obviously uh, it, the problem with there is brie is such a, a distinctive oh, way. Way. oh awful because you only the only, only cheese I think the only cheese you can recreate, I think, is a, is a sort of quite a bad, you know, bad sort of cheddar type block of cheese. Yeah, the you cheese can. You, that can you do had that. that time was lovely with the you, the, you the spreadable one. 
had like loads of herbs in oh, it. Oh, that what was, was nice that? as well, actually. You can get some nice spreadable ones, but you can also, good, you can man. get a decent passable mozzarella that melts on a pizza and it's like good, but... It, I was the, never the, a massive fan. I, no, I, the, the but coconut French oil mozzarella on pizzas is, looks like cum a bit. It does it? look a bit like cum. What, what makes it hilarious is these, oh, these guys, you know, corduroy sandal guy, he's, he's, he's been in his shed trying to perfect the perfect mayonnaise <laughs> using a mixture of like a mad science things, right? Yeah. For, for tw 20 years. And what happens is those people you're talking about, the, the blue haired hipsters turn up and go, hey, we're vegan. And then what happened is commercially, the number of people who wanted to be vegan got to a tipping point where yeah. Kraft Foods and Unilever and Heinz out went, vegan and, and, and went, oh, hang on. So now enough people buy this that we can make money out of it. And then turned to a food scientist hall full mm. of 35 people with degrees and went, make mayonnaise that's got no eggs in it. And they went, all yeah. right. And they come back with a month and it blows. It's easy. We just take the eggs out. Yeah, sandal bloke <laughs> stuff out the, you know. And, and you know, if, you know the, the vegan mayonnaise, the vegan pizza express dressing. They, they, it's not only is it good, in many cases it's better, right? Yeah. And it, it just, and what happens is all those guys who were making a little living with their cottage industry, they're, they're not, you know, your five quid jar of cashew nut brie compared to the £1.31 that somebody with, you know, a room full of people with degrees has made is, bollocks and yeah, so they've, yeah. all, they've all gone bust yeah yeah, yeah it's brutal because, and even because but if you it want vegan it... stuff now you go to the vegan aisle whereas previously you had to ask somebody at a yoga session if they knew someone who could make <laughs> you a guy you up it also doesn't help the, the moment the big companies got involved got involved there was some shameless shit going down like hellman's tried to sue or and basically they, they tried to basically legally stop uh, other companies from using the phrase vegan mayo, even though Hellman's really? don't didn't invent mayonnaise. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, they I were so. If this was and yeah, they were so dead against it, and in the end, they capitulated and just brought out a vegan mayo. Do you know what I mean? Well, the idea of the fact that vegan mayo, the, some they'll be like sending their heavies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we've got to stop all these hippies, mate. Yeah, <laughs> and ruin everything. Fucking... <laughs> they've been, they've been, uh, they've been cornering the market too long. Mm. I, I think the. Um... It, I, so I'm a flexigan anyway, which is kind of weird because when I talk to vegans, I don't always think most lot of vegans don't really understand what a flexigan is. It's a hypocrite. Um, is what it is. No, I'm joking. Well, I know exactly. Well, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Well, first of all, here's You're my theory about veganism. Right? My theory about it is, is that <laughs> you're asleep. <laughs> Is that, um, is that you are a better person because you're making the world a better place, right? But it's really hard for people to be 100% vegan. I mean, you can do it and it takes dedication and you've got to change the way your life works. people right? do like a day a week or something, don't they? Well, but it's but if you can get two people to half their intake yeah, yeah. of That's anything. Like you've made animal, one vegan, like a hybrid. You've made a vegan. Yeah. Two half yeah. vegans make a vegan, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. So I if you can get everybody to do it less, then you've you've got the same net effect as kind of converting somebody, but for yeah. some reason that doesn't wash. But also, it's because it comes from a place of accepting a bit of defeat. I think that's what people don't like. Because what the fact you, what people need to remember is, it's never going to be a vegan world. Do you know what I mean? You're never going to convince everyone to do it. You know, the best you could hope for. In two hundred years, would be maybe fifty percent of the world vegan. Like you know what I mean. Right. So actually, that if if once you lower your expectations and you realise that convincing people now to start just cutting stuff down and having a day a week, and convincing it, people in an angry way is never going to convince them, is it? No, it's not. It's it's it they just work. Stick, they just dig in harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to make them go. You're going to make them basically 
like then just angrily eat a steak to spite yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, fuck you. They'll stab you. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, I'm always a fan of like you know accepting people. It's, it's a it's a it's a spectrum, and the same people that do your best, mate. Try there's some good vegan options. Give that a go one day if you can. And they, ultimately, they might end up developing towards it. But I don't think you know. Well, that. I mean, the synthetic meat, which they can grow in a lab, has this very weird thing because it's theoretically it's okay for a vegan to eat it, but it's totally. not okay for a vegetarian to eat it. So you've got this strange situation where you've got a food stuff <laughs> that's vegan friendly but vegetarian unfriendly. How come right. vegetarians couldn't eat because it? vegetarians can't eat meat. Doesn't matter where it comes from. Oh really? But vegans can't eat anything that's animal derived. But then it becomes like a belief system, like a dogma, like a religion and it's like it's not it's not is it it's just but it is it is it's a belief isn't it i mean that's it, the whole it has idea. I had a vegan that, yeah. girlfriend from finland and i had leather seats in my car and she felt really uncomfortable getting in it and i had to get one of those maybe it wasn't cushions. the seats <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the way you lured her in <laughs> this way, yeah so she had to go in the boot and that's why she was there like, i explained it it's not it's i'm not a sex really uncomfortable with the leather vegan, hand ties <laughs> Um, I think we should um, wrap it up. Uh, we've um, we've chatted for an hour. Uh, we don't want to keep you too long, Stephen. Um, what do we need to plug? So your podcast? Are you still doing your cycling podcast? I am, yeah. And the the person I'm doing it with is someone who's been in isolation because she's got an immunosuppressed, and so Ooh. we've not been able to do it directly. So like this, it's all being done over the internet at the moment, um, and we don't get a chance to do it as often. But yeah, the cyclist pod going on it's kind of weird because when we started it we thought all oh, gonna be a unique cycling podcast because we're going to talk about cycling but we won't talk about the pro world and like racing and the tour de france and stuff like that we'll just talk about cycling for fun or adventure and things and then all of a sudden the pro world shut down for six months because uh, of yeah. coronavirus and we became really relevant yes and it, so it kind of got really popular uh and now people look to us for kind of like what's happening in the in the leisure cycling world and i don't know yeah, I yeah. really don't know, but I do enjoy being sent free stuff, and that happens that a lot. That is nice, isn't it? It is right. nice. So, so, um, so yeah. So, cyclistpod.com if you want to jump onto that. But in the meanwhile, I've been like doing online gigs, but also online quizzes, which I've really enjoyed. Yeah. And I'm setting up an online escape room, which has been huge Ooh. amount of work, but really I imagine. enjoyable. I know I've got a, a mate of mine. Right, he has two real escape rooms. And right. I remember I got to try out well, like uh, actual panic rooms if it gets an intruder. No, escape rooms is in the fun things you go to. I misunderstood when Steve was telling me <laughs> earlier. Have room. you not heard of escape rooms? Yeah. That where you it's like things no. that you do on a day out. You go to it, you pay to I go was in and you try and solve room, your like way the Jody out. Foster film. That is very a very different experience to oh. an escape room. <laughs> um yeah, I I got to test I was a I was a test subject for his escape room. And uh, and it was great fun. And I've always been really anti them. I always thought, I always think about it a bit as like, you know, oh, it's fucking one of them sort of hipster pastimes. You know, when people like, oh, look, you're going axe throwing, are you, on a Sunday? You know, it's just stuff that is, it, I find weirdly, I just find it weird that it's popular. And then yeah. I went and tried an escape room in its test form and it was quality. Yeah. I so, loved it. So I'm doing a, a virtual one where... It, it doesn't recreate an escape room. The idea is you're in a virtual sphere. So this couldn't work in the real world uh, where where you are transported to different places 
behind me and I'm there with you and I'm guiding you through it. But all the mm -hmm. items that you can see and touch and play with will appear in, magically in your personal inventory and then you can examine them while it's going on, while talking to your friends. It's kind of uh, even things like if you find a phone and plug it in, you can actually start operating the phone remotely from where you are. It's, yeah, it's kind of, like I've been of building and designing it for about a month and it's so much work. How and I reckon I'll have finished? it just about done when we all come out of lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's, that's, my, that's my deadline, I reckon. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing that. It's busy and, though, yeah. doesn't it? It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, people can find out about that, I presume, on your just, social media. Yeah, just go, well, or just social media. I mean, so, yeah, just uh, to Stephen C. Grant on Twitter or, or Stephen uh, C. Grant on Instagram uh, or stephengrant.com. The last time I updated my website, I think it was when websites were relevant. <laughs> yeah, so, I've not updated mine in ages. I mean, yeah, I think if you were to go to my website right now, I'm really looking forward to... <laughs> Uh, the the um uh, the Edinburgh Festival in two thousand and seventeen. So you know, <laughs> great times. Um, final thoughts, Julian. We need to do anything. Thank our patrons. Um, thanks all our new patrons. Um, and um, they get yeah. So pa oh, and, uh, the, that new thing, basic patrons, we, we they get extra episodes with me and Julian doing little catch ups. Um, they get to come to our monthly get together on Zoom. Uh, and now we've also got a Discord channel, which everyone can go to. Go to if to go to Discord, search for We Are TVI. You'll find it. Um, but patrons have access to a couple of sort of little secret chat. Well, we have little secret chats with them. Yeah, we talk about dirty things. Um, TVI. They're not, not getting a load of transvestite intersexes. Not yet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually really fun. I was really, we set up the Discord. I, think I thought it would take months before people would go on there and it would be like two, three people sitting around going, is anyone coming? And actually, it's been very popular. People are I'm really going to figure it out today or tomorrow and get on it. There's I loads of chat. There was loads of, there was loads of Pancake Day chat today. There was people put, I put a photo up of my yeah. pancake. and everyone's... Pancake Day today? I didn't yeah. know. Um, Discord is not... designed for gamers. Which yeah. Is, and, and what makes it interesting is it's something you can do while doing something else. Yes. So on Discord, you always hear someone who is doing something like they're washing or the washing up. Well, you're at, currently we're, we've not ventured into the chat threads yet. They're not. We're, no one's. We've not started to do physical out loud talking. We're oh, have you not just, yet? We're currently still just all using the sort of little messenger threads. It'll come. It will come, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that's. I, I think everyone's bedding tomorrow. in. Yeah. Right. Um, right, Stephen. Thanks for joining Some us. No worries. Cheers for having us, guys. Listeners, thanks, thanks for, for joining us. And um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. We're actually changing the podcast. I think you're right.